The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Today's episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you in part by our friends at Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is our favorite purveyor of mushroom beverages in the world. Yeah, so head over to foursigmatic.com slash TSR, enter promo code TSR for 15% off your order. Namaste, Sherman. Always. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hello, friends. I'm Elizabeth Cox. I'm Stephanie Simbari. I'm yawning. I'm mildly hungover. What Ooh, a good combo. Wow. We went to a fun, fun taping last night. Our friends Heidi Heaslett and Justine Marino have a TV show that will be coming to E, I think, this fall. Yes called The Funny Dance Show. We've talked about it on the show before when it was just a fun show over at the comedy store. AKA Stand Up to the Streets. Bringing joy into our souls mm-hmm. because it's just a bunch of comedians doing uh, choreography. It's amazing. And it's really catching on. Yeah. Because who doesn't love that, especially in these trying times. Yeah. And uh, it was so fun. And it's just always like so incredible to see an idea blossom. We're really turning up. Really, at I one mean, point Jade was like, "It's Monday." It was, it was like, Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. We don't know what's going on. Really, <laughs> I was drinking so much tequila. Last yeah. Night. Well, it was also what you don't know or what you don't realize about TV tapings that are live like that is that they so take long. fucking forever. We were there from what, like six thirty until eleven thirty. Yeah, and there was like no food. I went downstairs to use the bathroom, and there was all these snacks on the craft services table, and I was like, "Can I have some nuts?" And she's like, "Those are for the talent." And I'm like. Well, um, they're like my best friends and I feel like they'd want me to eat something so I could be a good audience member. And she was like, no. Well played. That's a really good route to take. I mean, that was my like Hail Mary begging. Vaguely remember um, our friend Chelsea going out and getting pizza and bringing it back and us eating it mid-taping yeah was that a thing yeah yeah or was, was that a dream no that was real okay that was a real moment great thank god for that angel <laughs> um but yeah you guys check out look for it on e this fall maybe we'll have them on to talk yeah, about we'll it we'll definitely be keeping you posted yeah obviously so cute so cute i love when things manifest ideas become things is my favorite thing it's so very exciting guys here's what else is exciting the Mercury retrograde has officially subsided. Lifted. It, we're still in the shadow, we're, though. We're in a bit of a shadow, but you know what? It just, I feel things are moving forward. And Mars retrograde will be over on August 26th, which I cannot wait for. That's the one that I'm like, okay, bye. Kibi. Kiss you later. And we're uh, going to actually have another astro conversation coming up. Oh, so good. now that we've like made it through the storm, like yeah. now let's see what's happening so that will be coming in the coming weeks so So friends who've had a tough summer with the eclipses and the retrogrades babies i feel you i feel you hard and guess what though what chicken butt it's over i did that okay we can cut that no it's all right we'll leave Leave it it in (laughs) um i think we should get to our amazing interview but before that do you think we should uh mention one of our new cool partners welcome to the family Fleur Fragrances. Hey, y'all. We're so excited to partner with Fleur because not only are they our partner now, but we're fans of them. Yes, We've been been. wearing them individually for about a year. Yeah, I love the Greylock scent. I get compliments on it 
all the time. It's like a blend of like pine and sea. It's very fresh. Mm. And their scents are uh, non-gender specific, which I like. I always love a little bit. I don't really love like a really feminine scent. So that's why I love all of their offerings. Yeah, I, I'm into Hepcat, which is saffron, black velveteer, tobacco, and weed or no no it's it's that oud smell you know it's like ode it's like the musk um but it's really cool because i I remember being turned onto this brand and like really diving into it because they kind of create like a whole 360 experience for you choosing what you want it's normally like how can you buy a perfume offline without smelling it but what they do is they provide you with like a mood board and a playlist to help you like feel it out and a nice description too of yeah like the different notes and i will say it's very accurate like what i got from hepcat from based on what i read off the website was exactly what i wanted it to be it's kind of like spraying a boyfriend i don't have on my body <laughs> i'm really into it yeah flora creates expertly crafted sustainably produced perfumes without the bad stuff sold at an honest price it's a revolutionary way of discovering and experience fragrance yeah and if you're curious about what's in them they're one of the only companies that is a perfumery that Full lists transparency. all their ingredients, um, which is great because then you have all the information. Totally. And what's amazing is I recently picked up one of their sample sets. So head over to Fleur.com, P-H-L-U-R, and you can pick three scents mm-hmm. to have sent to your house in like a mini sample and try it on your own skin and see how it vibes with you. I personally am so sensitive with scents. Like I, they will trigger a migraine so quickly mm-hmm. for me. So always purchasing online can be a little dicey, dicey, mm-hmm. but um, with this three cent sample set, you can try it out, see how it goes. And then you can use, uh, you can get a credit towards a full size bottle of whatever favorite scent you have. That's so amazing. So go to Fleur.com, P-H-L-U-R.com. Use promo code retrograde. You'll get a sample set and then you'll get a credit towards a full size bottle of whichever one you choose. Fleur fragrances. And you'll get 20% off. Really excited. So glad to have Hillary Kerr joining us today. Yes. Co-founder of Who What Wear that has since evolved into Birdie, My Domain, Who What Wear Collection for Target, and a whole and Click Media, which has an umbrella company of so many other fun destinations on the internet. Welcome to the show. Thanks, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. We're so thrilled to have you. Steph and I have both deep dived pretty heavily on your podcast, which is an extension of my domain called Second Life. True story. Tell us what Second Life is. So we used to have, or when we still do, we have a story on my domain about Second Life. It's sort of this idea that unlike my parents who had the same careers their entire career, like my mom was a first grade teacher her whole life. My dad is still a pilot. That's all he's ever done. That's what he does. He's the coolest it. thing when people say they're pilots. I mean, it's yes. <laughs> and it's very chic in some ways because he's just jetting all around the world. But also he was gone a time when I was growing up. So that sucked. Yeah. Um, but you never met a more like down for anything sort of dude because he's just used to landing in random places and then figuring it out right Uh, but my point is that my parents had the same career their whole lives and I grew up thinking like you pick one thing and that is what you do and then we started looking around and realized there are all of these women who have all of these amazing backstories and careers where they've had this big pivot in one way or another. Sometimes that's going within, staying within the same industry, but doing something totally different. Sometimes it's shifting in a big way. And one thing that I noticed as an entrepreneur and as a boss for the last 12 years of having our own company is that I used to think that 
skills were so different by industry and that if you start in one arena, there's no way you could possibly transfer over to anything else. And I realized that was a lie. And that's a very old fashioned way of thinking about it. So we thought, wouldn't it be interesting to start a podcast that where I could just sit down with women who had had some of these big pivots in their lives and talked about the skills that they have transferred from industry to industry, what sort of nudges that they recognize to get them to make that big leap, and and to really share that with our audience so that if people were thinking about making a big career change or even a small one, um, it would help give them some of the tools and some of the inspiration that they needed to do that. And it has been monstrously fun. I love that so much. I feel like we see that a lot with this show, too, where people had a certain more linear career or traditional or whatever, and then they get the call for wellness, spirituality, consciousness, and there is that moment where it's so scary, and you think, oh, I don't have the tools, or that's crazy, or and then it's those people who really take the leap and are willing to d- jump into the unknown that end up revealing such a beautiful thing to themselves. And oftentimes it really is a vocation in the true sense of that word, a calling, Yeah, where they can't not do this next thing. It's right. Sometimes it's strategic and they see a white space and they want to make a pivot in that way. But oftentimes it's that something inside their soul says, you have to do this other thing. Yeah. And that is so incredible and yes terrifying but also like sexy and interesting and and divine in some weird sort of way so i think that whatever your path is just remaining open to the universe and open to possibility and potential and knowing that you are always the ceo of your career mm. and you can take it in whatever direction you want is ultimately something that's very empowering and outside of any judgment too where you're like i'm feeling this call but then there's a, that critical voice in your head that's like yeah. who would do that or that's crazy or like you don't know anything about that thing like you just have to overcome so much programming totally Brene Brown calls it being the hummingbird in your own life Ooh, like letting it flutter about like find be attracted to the things that attract you and explore them absolutely because you know we spend so much time at work and I know for myself like I, I never really am off even when I'm not in the office I'm thinking about things or mulling things over or looking for inspiration or whatever that is so if you're gonna spend this much time working in your life it should be something that you find truly compelling like yeah. in the depths of your soul at least I think so amen Absolutely. yeah this isn't 1950 guys <laughs> no and, <laughs> you don't have to work for the man anymore no and and you know I think that to each their own path and and if unless some that people, serves you exactly and it's like if you if that's what you want to do if you want to have a job where you, a job where you you know clock in clock out and don't think about it I also everyone goes through phases of that and sometimes that's a gift too mm-hmm. but I just think that you know it's important to share these stories with women and to also like really drill down into some of the nitty gritty into some of the practical I did an episode with Aurora James from Brother Valley's. I don't know Brother Valley's. okay it's an amazing amazing sustainable accessories line okay. um, she was just up for a CFDA she won Vogue Fashion Fund she's wow. young and it's all like she's done it all herself we've been sleeping yeah we have um, it's incredible literally for ten and a half hours last night <laughs> so jealous brag uh, so jealous um, 
Um, but everything is sustainable and thoughtfully created and, and just it's flawless mm-hmm. and also beautiful. Um, but she was talking about how um, she actually, after she and her ex broke up, she lived with him for a full year because she didn't have the money to move out while she was starting her line. And she's like, no one talks about that stuff, like the realness of it. Or I talk about the fact that like, you know, I we cut our salaries, Catherine, my business partner and I cut our salaries at one point when we had just started taking them because the market crashed and digital media was the first to get hit and budgets were being pulled and we had to keep our company going and we couldn't not pay our employees. Mm -hmm. And so we just had to stop paying ourselves for a while again after we had just started Mm. clawing out of debt. So, I mean, Hmm? talking about that stuff, that real part of it, not just sort of like the glossy success of it, looking at the unfiltered non-Instagram of it all, I think is also really important. Moving away from the highlights reel and getting into the realness. Yeah, absolutely. And and people have been really candid. And, you know, Linda Wells talks about being fired from her job as the founding editor of Allure magazine where she worked for 25 years. I mean, she got really, really honest. And I was taken aback and so appreciative of it in that moment. And then listening back, I mean, it's a really powerful... Especially as someone who's been fired multiple times, such as myself, it's always very lovely to hear that someone whose career you admire had been in that situation. And most people have been in that situation. Totally. And for me personally, it was such a driving force in my life. Yes. A motivator, even though, you know, it took a lot of healing to turn it into that completely so were you ever fired i have not been but i've really only had two jobs yes and working for l i mean i worked at the gap when i I was in high school we want to get into that so you start every show from the beginning so we thought we would just kind of like flip the tables And uh, kind of ask the questions that you ask your guests. (laughs) Before we do that, I just, because I feel like you really know her background and about her because you like follow that. Right. So we met when I was working for the Zoe Report, Rachel Zoe. So, um, which I don't know if many people know that, but like Who What Wear was such a major inspiration for. So, can we talk about Who What Wear just for a second? Yeah. As a person who's like, doesn't know about stuff. I mean, I just started finding out about the Kardashians last year. Cool. Really not not attuned. Um, can you just sort of talk about what that is and totally. for a second before we go back in time? So my business partner, Catherine, and I started our company, which is now called Click Brands, but back in the day was just one website called Who What Where. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started it in October 2006. We both used to be editors at Elle magazine. I was in New York in the features department. She was the West Coast editor for both Elle and Elle. Girl, which may I rest in peace, was a wonderful magazine. Oh, sad. <laughs> yeah, it is no longer with us. Um, and so we had this idea. We thought we saw this was during the rise of paparazzi and the rise of gossip sites, and we would see these amazing photographs of like the street style of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen or Kate Bosworth or whoever it was, and they would be on Perez Hilton, they would be in Us Weekly, but no one ever talked about the clothes. They just talked about like the drama surrounding it, imagined right. or real, and. We we thought, and like, if we were lucky, you would pick up a Vogue or an L three months down the road, and there would be you would see that same photograph if the outfit was really great, and maybe they would identify what the girl was wearing, but probably not. Okay. And we thought, and that's just due to the lag time of 
how long it takes for print magazines to run things. Yeah. But we thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we started a site that had all of these of the moment photographs, but none of the gossip. And we just really use celebrity to translate runway and personal style in a really tangible, down-to-earth, non-condescending way, because fashion was very condescending. But you then. know that's like how, like, back when, like, the Academy Awards started, that was, like, the point of it. Yes, that's To crazy. showcase the dresses. And it's just, I mean, <laughs> In the 20s. Like, and, and to be honest, it's it started, it was interesting because we, we looked at it as a way to help people also understand their own personal style and mm. discover it and enhance it in whatever way that they wanted. I always really wanted it to be sort of a teach a woman to fish rather than give a woman a fish idea. So like, <laughs> we're going to give, we're going to talk about the trends. We're going to talk about why they're interesting. You absolutely don't have to do it, but if you do, here's how to make it work for your body type, for your budget, for your personal style. Amazing. And so that you're really becoming more articulate in the way that you put yourself together together and understanding that so that it's not something that's frivolous what you wear communicates something about you before you can even open your mouth Mm -hmm. i think it's important to be articulate in terms of my word choices why wouldn't it be important to be articulate about this other aspect of your life that's talking whether you want it to or not so that was the idea oh and then we also had everything at every price point and we did actual reporting I remember this is long before press releases would go out about what celebrities were wearing. We would call stylists. We would call publicists. No one wanted to answer us about anything. But we really brought sort of like a journalistic perspective to it. So we would, you know, license all of our images and then we would track down. We would zoom in on bag handles and then try and figure out what it was and compare it to things and then send out emails to you know, Proenza's press team were like, we think this is the new bag. Can you confirm that it is? <laughs> and then we would go and make, and sometimes people would say yes to things, even if they weren't because they just wanted the hit and the association with the celebrity or the real girl with great style. Cause we started profiling real women very early on as well. So then we would have to go to the retailer and try and figure out like, is this actually the same thing? So that's really, so fun. It was like hard hitting investigative so fashion journalism. Yeah, I and, love that. And no one was doing anything like that yeah. and we would also find things at other price points too and our idea was never a knockoff it was never a look for less there's again nothing wrong with that but that's just not what we were interested in mm-hmm. it was more about finding something that had the spirit of that bag mm-hmm. at a lower price point not just a knockoff right. of it so again going back to that idea of of really inspiring and then educating women so that they would feel empowered to make that purchase or to try something outside their comfort zone or to just feel more comfortable with personal style in general. And it was just so so good, just the way it was delivered. And I will say when you started uh, documenting street style, I did get to go be featured in the Coachella Roundup and it came up on my birthday and I was like 24 and it was just really, it was a birthday gift, let me just say. It was really cool. Well, we always really were obsessed with real women with great style, so we used to have a story called MySpace Muses, mm. where we would find real girls on MySpace and then basically profile them and ask them to use their pictures. Talk about RIP. I mean, MySpace. right? <laughs> yeah. And, but, but it was amazing. So we actually ended up, I went back and looked. Um, w- there was one young woman who we featured as a MySpace Muse very early on. Um, she was from Perth. I think she was like 17, something like that. And we found her and she had great style and we did a whole story on her. I've been tracking her and tracking her. 
we ended up using her as a model in our very first campaign for our Target collection. Her name is Zanita. She's a Shut huge, wow. she's a creative director and a photographer and has this huge website. But part of the reason she was open to doing that is because we gave her an early break. 12 years ago. And that's true of wow. a lot of women who have gone on to create these big brands for themselves. We found them and 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 really celebrated them and spotlighted them long before other mag- magazines wouldn't touch anyone who was on the internet for the longest time and they were just snobby about it and we were just like no these girls are cool and like you don't have to just be a celebrity it it should be truly about style and that can happen anywhere on anyone and we were doing the newsletter thing before anybody else well our model was Daily Candy right Daily Candy was like I feel like you loved that yeah well I worked in PR for a time and so it was like daily candy was the whole deal and then you guys it was just like such a moment that that digital la like all those i mean and it it was such a small group of girls like we all worked under either you or rachel or refinery was just starting out at the time and it was just like such an interesting specific time well we were pioneers you know all of these women i think that's one of the things that i love so much also about the digital space is that the barrier to entry is is low i mean part of the reason people are like why did you and Catherine start a website i'm like well part of it was you know we wanted something that was speedy and this that and the other but also like we didn't have the money to start mm-hmm. a magazine right. like a print magazine are you kidding me i mean all we had to pay for is like she taught herself Photoshop. So we like downloaded Photoshop. We paid for images. I wrote and uploaded everything. I mean, like the barrier to entry was so low mm-hmm. that it just was, I mean, and, and it allowed us to be entrepreneurs without having a ton of capital. And by a ton of capital, I mean, I barely could make rent. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming off of a job at L where I was making $25,000 a year. Right. So it's not like I had anything. Which also is like nothing. Not in New York. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I mean, I got overtime, so it ended up being better. But I mean, half of the time I would go to events after work to eat mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't have to pay for dinner because I didn't have any money for that. Yeah. So it was, it was, I was rich in, in experiences, <laughs> but not in Definitely cash. can mm-hmm. relate to that. Yeah. Um, let's dial it back. Sure. Um, you, I know you, you worked in editorial, as you said, but. I want to start with how you start every show, which I think is so cool. What did you want to be when you grew up? When I wanted, what did I want to be when I grew up? I, at first, I wanted to be president. Okay. <gasps> Sadly, Still? I, would, I, I mean, I would have rather a different <laughs> Hillary be president. <laughs> I was very hopeful about maybe that. Maybe she would have won. I mean, <laughs> maybe she did. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to be president when I was little. Um, and then I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian because I love animals. But then when I actually realized what that meant like that you doctor all, school like no like that you had to be around sick animals too mm. like that it wasn't all just playing mm-hmm. with I think I probably should have aspired to be a pet store owner maybe um, <laughs> but I, because it's like, or just have a dog yeah that, that <laughs> yeah. would have been great too um and then but I it's interesting I didn't really figure out about the journalism piece of it until I was in college and I but when I realized it it was this funny moment where all of a sudden everything clicked into place and like in the movie montage scene in my head all of a sudden it's like oh I went back to like every other thing that I had been interested in and the fact that when I was in I used to collect magazines I was obsessed with magazines when I would get in trouble in high school my mom would say no phone I'm like whatever you can't go out with your friends fine and then one time she started throwing away my magazine collection and I lost 
my mind. Like, lost my That's mind. That's savage. Not only that, but, like, those sassies would be worth a fortune now. Seriously. Just saying. Wow. But I was furious about that. That was the thing. So, and I always loved storytelling. I always liked being the first to know something. I liked sharing that knowledge, not from, like, a I know it you don't way, but I really liked turning people on to stuff. Mm-hmm. That always felt really fun to me, the aspect of discovery. So, when I finally figured out, I was like, oh, I should probably, like, maybe do a minor in journalism and then started working in that space a little bit, it became very clear very early on that I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then did you Mm. embark on like the internship world? I did. So I ended up, I was a a British literature major and I also realized that it was hard to say like, mom, dad, when I graduate, I'm going to be a novelist. So I figured I'd pick up the journalism minor because that would give me some practical skills. I graduated from college a semester early and I moved to Sydney, Australia, where I somehow finagled my way into an internship at Marie Claire in Sydney. And the woman who I worked for, I spent six months working there. I think it was like four days a week, full-time those days. And I basically went to the beach. But I enjoyed it so much. And the woman who I worked for, she and I have stayed friends for all these years. Wow. She did one of the first, she went on to be the editor-in-chief of a national Australian fashion magazine, did one of the first pieces of press we got on Who What Wear. She now has a clothing line. Like, I, I just saw her a month ago when she was here doing a press day it was amazing but that's so cool yeah so I went and just and it was amazing also because in Sydney at the time no one had internship programs the way they do in the states they had work study and it was only two weeks so when I said I want to come and work for free for six months she was like I don't I don't know what to do with you. I'm not going to have time for you. I said, no, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. And so I got to do all of the stuff that was super hands-on, stuff that I went on to then intern at InStyle here in L.A., InStyle in New York, San Diego Magazine, Harper's Bazaar in New York. And But the internship where I got to do the most by far was the one in Sydney. Working at Ray Claire, I love um, it was great. That I love that you asked the internship question to your guests because I was such an intern person, and it really helped me. It was like more of a process of elimination. It was more figuring out what I didn't like. Correct, and I didn't realize that. So when I was in New York, I I went to New York after I got back from Sydney to get my master's in journalism at NYU, and I was interning that whole time. And I knew I wanted to work in the features department of a fashion magazine. That meant Vogue, L. W or Bazaar. So there are four positions, or there were four positions at each magazine in the features department at an assistant level. So I was basically going for one of 16 jobs. There were only 16 jobs that I really thought I could, that I wanted, which is now looking back on it, it's insane. It's absolute insanity. And when I was at Bazaar, I was just finishing up my master's, a job came up. And even though I loved a lot of the people who I worked with, the overall vibe was not the company culture that I thought would be a good fit for me. Mm. So I didn't apply. So that just knocked off right. an entire magazine. And so often the you look behind the curtain, you're like, this is everyone like, here is oh, a no. miserable, like oh, people no. are yes. not nice to one another, like all of these things. And you can really see that as an intern and then yes. not waste your time. Which is why it's so very deeply important to get that sense. So that was off the table. And then it just as luck would have it in terms of timing, a job came up at L maybe three weeks after I graduated and yeah. I ended up getting it. And, like, I didn't walk at graduation because I had been working for six months at that point. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. 
But yeah, that was, it was, and now looking back on it, I was like, what a delusional <laughs> little <laughs> Listen, crazy person. It's funny because you interviewed Lauren Conrad on your show, mm-hmm. and I, embarrassingly, I'll admit it, there was, there's one magazine in Detroit called Our Detroit. It's part of the niche media uh, umbrella. Yeah. And I wanted to intern, fashion intern for it's a woman named Susan House who's the editor the fashion editor there and I was like I want this job and I remember watching the hills and her at her Teen Vogue thing and I was like if, if she can do it I can do it yeah. and I hassled them like I followed up I went to an event that she was at I just like oh, but it was really seeing Lauren and did you get it? yeah yay perseverance yeah. yeah and it was really oddly seeing Lauren on TV doing that which you brought up you're like you kind yeah. of put interning into the mainstream because I don't think it was so much a thing now everyone talks about it yeah. all the time but you know like I didn't have a car I didn't like I there was it didn't even cross my mind that I should be looking for an internship when I was in college which admittedly was like a thousand years ago but still it was not part of the the it was no one's go-to back then right. whereas now it seems like much more a thing totally so cut to now yes we've talked about how who what where evolved from you know a, one story a day. one story a day <laughs> really <to Yeah. laughs> talk to us about a really curious about your partnership with Catherine. yeah and how you guys have been able to navigate these waters together in really uncharted territory totally and we're both only children I'm an only child too. I mean, we are, which makes it difficult. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, <but> Steph. <laughs> I mean, look, we work through it. <laughs> you know, um, I think we are incredibly lucky. First of all, we're both Earth signs, so I think there's something to that. So is Elizabeth. It just makes things a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also we were friends, but hadn't been friends for a very long time. It was only about a year or so. So we went into it knowing that we liked each other and having a, a level of respect there, but also. We weren't the you know lifetime best friends where if this didn't work, we would be devastated and it would change the course of our lives. Right. So the risk was low. We also, I always say that the Venn diagram of our skill sets has very little overlap. And I think that we didn't realize that at the time, yeah. but it was ultimately a great thing. Totally. You know, when she is feeling shy i she, i've never met a stranger you know when we need something serious that's not my strong suit like she's amazing at being able to articulate things in a really like adult way there are just I can, there are a thousand examples i could give you of how we're different and complementary so i think that was also incredibly helpful we've also just always been very respectful towards each other and really treated this as we should which is an adult working partnership Mm -hmm. so there have been many times that I've had to take my ego out of things and that I've had to sit there and say okay like Hillary you're upset about something what is it actually about it's not about Catherine it's not about x it's not about y it's like oh you're feeling diminished in some way what is that actually about oh you're or you're feeling angry about something anger is just sorrow activated so like what is it that you're actually figuring out so I think that we both have you know separately worked on ourselves a lot throughout the years we also have the most incredible team and have had countless amazing people work for the Mm. company and that also really helps because it's like we couldn't do I mean it was just the two of us for the first three years and that was a real 
crucible. I mean, such a test, but we made it through. I feel like you're like mirroring us in this way that's just like tickling my soul. <laughs> Same. Or I'm this just like, great. It's I hard. like hearing this. <laughs> I mean, and it's hard. Like we, you know, like we for sure have had hard times, but ultimately, you know, we, at one point in time, we made a decision that if one of us felt incredibly strongly about something and the other was sort of like, eh, about it, we would just go with whoever felt really strongly about something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have to make concessions along the way. But I think, you know, having an appreciation of the other person, being able to communicate clearly, to really, like, understand this is a business, this is bigger than us, this is bigger than our desires, our wants, our needs, being able to you know, pick up slack when the other person is going through something and, and just dealing with the human reality of that. All of that stuff is really important. That's and awesome. she's also, she's just like the smartest, most amazing kick-ass person. So I just feel lucky too. Sometimes I feel bad for Elizabeth because I'm too, too water signs too many. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a uh, struggle. And she's just like, I'm just over here being like, calm and grounded and I'm like I'm drowning <laughs> pull me out of these waters please but it's a good like I yeah. mean I feel I feel so strongly and to, to what you said like our strengths like we both bring like two separate things to the table and it's beautiful yeah. yes and, and I think it becomes even more so that way as time goes on mm. you look at our old press yeah. photos and we had like the same hair we were doing like our makeup the same. We were she literally in our first press photo. I'm wearing her blazer and she's wearing my dress. And as time has <laughs> gone on, like you carve out your yeah. paths and your looks and your strengths a little bit, and you start to. I don't. I don't have siblings, and neither does she. But I sort of imagine that there's probably some sibling aspect of that where you're like, well, that's her thing, or that's my mm. thing. Or it's like I tend not to buy Celine because that's very Catherine, and it's like she, and she wears it well, and it's you know like that's her vibe. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, for right no, but it's but. true. Like sometimes when like we've had things, I'm like, this is literally like, th this is like if you were my sibling. Because like yeah. with me and my brother, we're so we're so close, but we are so like in each other's shit and and down each other's throats all the time. And I don't register that all the time as something that's like unusual in other relationships yeah. because I just grew up with having that so in my face, and even more so as an adult. So like. That is true. It is. I'm like, you're just my sister. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And and it can be hard because there are times that, you know, like when we sort of morph from being just friends into really being business partners. And it, it, I had to mourn the loss of some of that, like, pure friendship piece yeah. of it. But it, we were building something bigger and we needed to, you know, move through that to to get to where we wanted to go. You're co-parents. You can't just run yeah. off to Italy together. No. <laughs> you got to take care of your child. Totally. <laughs> it's like that. Um, but it's been incredibly valuable also, you know, as things have been tough and things have been amazing, to have someone who really understands what you have been through yeah. is just the most amazing, priceless thing. And then yeah. you're, like, so at the helm of, like, all the things that are happening in beauty and fashion, obviously, and all of that. What are your recommendations right now? What are you into when, like, the also, maybe even like quote wellness, unquote wellness? Yeah, as, as they say, as they call it. Well, it's interesting because I despise exercise. 
Um, my favorite sport is reading on the couch, napping, preferably while eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but I have realized that one piece of sort of returning to myself after having a kid and balancing the pressure of work and baby and being a wife and all of that stuff, um, I have discovered exercise in a new way. I've done it on and off my whole life. Um, I did it. I did a ton of Tracy Anderson when I went through a horrendous breakup a number of years ago because I didn't. I hadn't been nurturing my life at all. So then when we broke up, I had literally nothing to do after work. And I just would sit alone in my apartment. It was very, very devastating and sad. It was bleak. So I started going to Tracy Anderson after work every day because I also had... In the valley. Because I had also read that working out three days a week sort of had an approximate similar effect as taking low doses of SSRIs. So I thought, why don't I try that to start? And if three days is great, I'll do six or I'll do seven (laughs) and I'll do it for two hours a day. This is the mentality of a fucking badass businesswoman who's like, this is oh, a crazy you say Virgo. three, I'll say six. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is how I tend to approach things, which is very Virgo and controlling of me. But I'm like, you, this pimple medicine says to wear it once a day. I'm going to put it on seven times a day, and then it eats a hole in my face. <laughs> right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but so I, I had gone through a spate of that at one point in time for a year, where it was just sort of it was very cathartic and healing. And then, but I was always like an after work exerciser but now i got into this class lek fit we did it this morning for the first time isn't it so synced up we were at 10 45 okay yeah got it all right (laughs) i was like i i don't know why i act like the 8 a.m class is the only class um what did you think i literally experienced true joy it's a great class Uh, because i hate working out too like i like feeling like my my body's strong but like I do Pilates and I've surrendered to the fact that I'll just hate it for the whole hour yeah like I'm like okay this is the exercise like you hate something and you do it like yeah so for our listeners L.E.K. Fit uses a rebounder which is a mini trampoline which Elizabeth has been chasing since we got introduced to it at Mind Body Green two two and a half years ago Bellicon but like in the middle of the the jumping I was like I love this like I felt so so you're jumping you're you're strength training with weights you're doing a little bit of dancing it's just like you, I wasn't bored and then it was over it's hard it's challenging but it's like it's not that you hard. blink and you miss it it's not super I was I like I can do hard. all this yeah I to me it's not as hard as Tracy and but it also is better in many ways because with Tracy I, I personally dealt with shin splints and some of that stuff from jumping up and down on the floor which totally. I find yeah. very challenging yeah because you're on a tiny trampoline you it's just so much easier on your joints it's easier on your calf muscles I I wear heels so I'm able to wear heels afterwards and then not have the thing like when you come home and have Barbie feet because you can't put your heels on the ground because your Achilles are too tight or calves I love it it's just a joy for me and I one thing that I realized is that for me to work out I need to have I'm not, I keep talking about Venn diagrams. I'm obsessed with them, apparently. But I need the overlap of um, something that is routine and sort of like cardio or, or uh, sorry, um, choreography and dance-based plus community. So mm. I don't want to go to a dance class by myself, and I don't want to go on a hike with my friends. I want to go to a class that has some vague dance or choreography element, and I want to do it with people I like. Do you, do you ever get into Soul Cycle? I did Soul Cycle. I have done it. I bought shoes. Um, <laughs> that doesn't feel like choreography to me, right? Enough. Um, also, but it's like that group. It's thing, like the dance like science. You pump of it. on that the handlebars. Yeah. Like I need to like. 
I, I, being strapped into something also gave me great anxiety yeah. because I had a very hard time getting my feet out and yeah. I didn't care for that. Yeah. So yeah, I did it. But that, that to me wasn't, I, I didn't feel, it didn't feel whole body mm-hmm. in the way that I, a Tracy Anderson or a Body by Simone or an L.E.K. fit does. And those, the first two are more dance than this is. Yeah. Um, and I actually miss a more dance space. But I love it because there's an interesting group of women who go. I'm friends with a lot of them. I've become friendlier with a lot of them. It's a very non-judgmental it's so intimate. space. It's like in that little garage. It's small. Lauren, who started it, I've known forever. I am have literally worked out with her on and off for five, six, seven we years. We chatted with her on the phone yesterday. She's just wonderful. She's great. We, we haven't met in person. I want to go to that class every single yeah, day. Like, was, I am obsessed. It was so good. It's really, really great. And so I started doing that class. So it's also, it's halfway between my house and the office. And so I go and I work out in the morning. That's the time of day that's like me time. And it helps with my mood. It helps with, you know, warding off depression. It helps me feel like I'm still taking care of myself, even if I haven't shaved my legs in four days, which is a long time in my world. Mm-hmm. It just like, it's nice to have something because I'm still breastfeeding. And when I get home, I have this kid. And when I'm at work, I have like a million people who want something for me. So it's just this one moment where I'm like, it's just for me. Yeah. And it is great. And I love it. So that has been something that I'm obsessed with. Um, I just like the physicality of it too. And it's true. It's like, it's not, you know, I don't walk out dying every day, but you know, there are times where I'm like, mm, I need a salt bath tonight. But it's cool. Cause you're sweating a lot. Yeah. That's why I liked it. Cause I was sweating a lot, but I wasn't in that like iso, the isometric uh, zone where you're like shaking and you want to really yeah when they make like in Pilates where you'd have to do like 100s five times in a yep. row where you're like I the muscles just don't Go. I don't like that and it's interesting too because I mean, it, it builds like the but... cardio part of it too depending on how much you push yourself you can really like get into the red zone in a good way so I, I really I really love it so that's something I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with salt baths in general mm, yeah. too um, that is something that I have loved for a very long time. I'm obsessed with Kelly Levesque, who I know has been a guest. Same. Two-time guest. I mean, she Friend is of the show. just really, really amazing. Um, I get, if I don't make it, I go to Earth Bar every morning and get a Be Well smoothie, essentially. That has really, as someone who never ate breakfast before, has really mm. changed my life. Mm. Um, we were talking about this earlier, but I'm I'm all about the seed probiotic now i've been trying yes getting into it it's wonderful we actually have a code retrograde 10 10 off and i liked what you were yeah. saying Go um, for it, guys love that i liked what you were saying about how like you're not someone who has necessarily like a digestive issue no but it's still something that you're taking and i feel like that speaks to a larger issue of how we normally only address things when there's a problem yeah. instead of supplementing as foundation yeah it's like you should do stuff when it's not a problem exactly but that's and I think that's sort of what the wellness movement kind of ultimately at its core is, is saying, let's build you a sustainable foundation so you're not then going to the doctor totally. when something's wrong. That would be, I think that's my new definition of wellness. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because people ask that yeah. all the time and, I, and we're always yeah. like, we're not well. Like, we're like, like <laughs> rebellious we're like teenagers. trying to figure out what that means. Yeah. Podcaster to podcaster. Yes. As we have mm. a secret HQ opportunity, who are you trying to call in as your dream guest? Mm. Interesting. I 
Hold on, let me call them. Yeah, call Secret HQ. Secret HQ. Yes, hello. Hi, um, this is Stephanie. I'm calling on behalf of Hillary Carr. Oh, hi. Hillary's Love just Hillary. here. She has a podcast yeah. called Second Life. Okay, I'm familiar. And uh, she's just here thinking about who she'd like to call in as her dream guest. Okay, are you listening. open to it? I'm open to it. All right, hold on. She's going to get on the line right now. Okay. Yeah. You know, you say I, hi, Secret HQ. Hi, Secret HQ. <laughs> hi. Um, I'm such a big fan of your work. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think that you're fabulous. Thank you for answering my calls in the past. You're so welcome. We're here for you. Um, if it's not too much to ask, I'm really interested in getting Gwyneth Paltrow Ooh. on the pod. We've also, heard of her. I would also be very excited about Reese Witherspoon because she loves books and I love yes. books. Mm. And so I think that would be really interesting. And those are also two people who our audience has asked for a lot. So if you could put in a good word, we'll put it in. Mm-hmm. When it's listening, so yeah, I would she's be very got a direct line to us. So <laughs> great, <laughs> we download a lot with her. Can, amazing. I think that's gonna happen. Yeah, for those you. are that totally feels doable. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm literally have put asks out there, so we'll figure the more out the more the more asks, no? the merrier. I do think that there's a lot to I. Though I've never read The Secret, I do understand the concept of it, and I really deeply believe in it. Yeah. I think that you manifest things. I think that you have to ask for things. I think that you have to name what you desire, and that there's something very powerful about it, because you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position, because you're saying, I do not have this thing, and I am interested, and I want it. And it's been amazing, because the more I've done it, people are very open and very kind and appreciate the love I think and one thing I've found as we're huge believers of of clarifying what you want and then obviously Uh doing actionable things to then get to that point Uh what no one talks about enough is how are you going to act once you have that yeah and like how are you going to manage it once you then get the thing you've been striving for or calling in and that's something that's been an interesting uh like phase two of understanding the power that we all hold and attracting the things we want is like, what are you going to do once you have it? Mm. And what's the next level and, and all of those things. And it's interesting too, because one thing that I have learned along the way is that so much of it for me is actually about the journey and the goal, not the destination. I had a moment when I realized that like with working out that this is something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah. but to stop thinking about it, I don't, I, I'm still in a baby weight losing process. I'm kind of okay with it taking its time, but I started working out more in part because I was like, let's just move this. I want to get back to my old body. I want to get back to my old self. And then I realized like, that's not really what this is about. Mm. This is about wellness. This is about my brain. This is about feeling good in my own body at whatever size it is. And that I had this moment where I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, crap. Like, I just realized I have, like, a lifetime of this ahead of me. This this is not, this is not, like, a crash diet. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be over anytime soon. This is just a part of life. And surrendering to that is also kind of an interesting feeling when you realize that these things that you want, they are, they are lifetime commitments. Wellness is a lifetime commitment. Love is a lifetime commitment. Like, you have to keep working towards it there's no moment when you're like all right well i'm there right and like having fun and may we always i mean it sounds kind of depressing but to like feel like you're there like i don't know if i ever want to feel that like first of all i don't know what that feels like and i think part of the fun of life is like 
the journey of it yes. all. Yes. And anticipation. Sure. Like yeah. that that because that's there's excitement along with that. And that's why it's like, you know, it's when I was listening to I love Dak Shepherd's podcast and he talks about how like the goalposts always move with money and you mm-hmm. think that like this amount of money will make you happy or this amount of money or th- and like the, it just keeps moving back. And I feel like so that's sort of like the negative version of that. But with me it's always this amazing thing where I mean even take breastfeeding. I said I would like to if I am able to do it I would like to do it for three months and then three months came I was like I would like to do this for six months and then that happened and then it's nine and I just keep pushing it back because uh, while at the same time giving myself an out I was like all right this it's just gravy at this point like well I mean not literally but (laughs) (laughs) what are you eating I know (laughs) but it was but continuing to reassess and see how far you can push something or how far you can go with something while still giving yourself you know, the permission to stop when you want to, that's also something I think is really important. That's fabulous. Hillary? You're such an inspiration. You're an inspiration. And I have to tell you, um, when I was just starting off my career, you were nothing but so kind and so friendly. And I remember you taking me out to coffee when we were both in Fashion Week together. And I was, I was such a fan of yours and you were nothing but so sweet and just lovely. So thank you. Well, I came up in an industry where people were not like that right and I always had this very like in the core of my body certainty that if I ever had a chance to do things differently I would and that I think is the part of the spirit behind who what where and our company and I appreciate that you saw that but it's you know I think it's really important to put out there what you want to get back to and you know, there's, I believe that all boats rise with the tide and that if you can help someone, you should. And you also never, and the industry's small, you never know where someone's going to be. They're going <laughs> to interview you on their pod. So, Full you know, circle. just saying. Loving it's kind it so of amazing. Much. Tell our <laughs> listeners where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Hillary Kerr. You can find me on the internet on whoatwhere.com. Um, Second Life Pod is on iTunes and Spotify. You guys are going to love it. And I especially recommend if anyone has a younger woman in their life who's just starting their career off or at a crossroads, it's the perfect little handbook. Thank you. Yes, that's a retrograde. Really quite a fan of all of the Instagrams we are getting of our listeners who are getting on board with our favorite purveyor of mushroom beverages. Oh. Four Sigmatic. Yes. Our homies from day one. Dude, Tarot, we discovered him. I like to think so. (laughs) I don't know if he'll say that, but we can say it. Yeah. Um, Recently, now that I'm feeling better, back back into my normal spry self i'm back on the coffee and i've been doing and saving money on my cold brews and doing the um four sigmatic mushroom coffee mix dark roast that's already ground up it's in like a proper coffee oh with a lion's mane and chaga the yellow one yes that's my favorite one and i'll make it at night i'll put it in my french press then throw it in the fridge that's what i do and then i'll have cold delicious mushroom coffee that you know i can hit up all day long i'm yeah. sure that's healthy yeah <laughs> as she sips from a giant cup of coffee right now that is that is in shall i say my glass uh simply straws 
Oh, other Mason shameless jar. plug in the mix of another partner. I just love it. No, it's so great. We're both drinking out of it. We're obsessed. Obsessed. So Four Sigmatic is really fun for me because I feel like I get to do something that is normally frowned upon, which is drink tons of coffee, but in a healthy way. <laughs> and I really, really appreciate that. Me too. Doing something good while I'm doing something bad. Naughty. They also have a great matcha if you want to have like a more chill caffeine experience. And I mean, I know we've I've said this before, but seriously, they're chais to die for. I love chai, but I usually can't have it because it's just so sweet yeah. and they just balance the flavor so perfectly it doesn't taste like healthy at all but it doesn't taste like candy and which that, is good that comes in those um little sachet packets which is great and they they used to have a matcha well they still have a matcha that's in the tin but now they just released one that's also in the packet oh. for the person on the go guys you're just doing all the stuff Sigmatic we love you coming through so head over to four sigmatic that's f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c.com slash t-s-r Use promo code TSR and get 15% off your order. Wow. We love you guys. Thank you. We love you. you. Hey. Yes, that's a retrograde. Really enjoying this underlying theme that we've had the last two episodes about designing your life, taking chances on your career, crafting your own. It mm. feels important. It's a conversation that, and a concept that for me was like always something that I needed to hear. I was always so inspired by people paving their own way, but also it's important to get reminded of that. And we got so much feedback from listeners who, um, with last week's episode with Alex Benayan, and um, I think today's conversation regarding Second Life with Hillary Carr is just like, I just hope, like, I, I would be really elated if, you know, somebody heard something that really, like, sparked some form of encouragement or like, inspiration. Totally. That feels right. So, hope this theme's resonating with someone. It's resonating with me. So. Yeah. Elizabeth just <laughs> drops the mic and leaves the podcast. I'm, like, I'm done She's now. Like, speaking of second life, I'm going to go <laughs> become a long-distance runner. But you and I are both second lifers. Yeah. Well, continue. I, I kind of think of myself as an evolving lifer. Right. Where I'm letting my uh desires and creativity expand as they so choose being guided by my insides instead of what i think it should look like on the outside aho that's aho um so let's see what should we talk about first well we got some questions from some listeners and we got some calls yes let's visit those okay cool cool so um on that tip of career yes we got a question via instagram from nikki Mm -hmm. who says she's working on career changes and not sure how to handle the stress Mm. we can put this in a lady baby category yeah play that jingle lady baby this is interesting because this is something that recently became very apparent that i felt like i was like on this hamster wheel and had to get off of it so the work stress what i've come to realize is it's not always coming from outside sources and I venture to guess very often can just be coming from something internally and first of all Nikki congratulations on career changes it's always a beautiful thing whether it feels like it or not at the time um I think the biggest thing and this might be a nice time to do it as summer's kind of coming to an end is see if possible where you can maybe like loosen the reins on your schedule a little bit give yourself some time to pull back maybe set all your calls for one day in the week if possible or meetings try to like stack those so that you're not constantly like fluttering about with over scheduling and then kind of see where your natural rhythm falls in especially amongst career changes when um you know generally that's something new that you're welcoming in so 
um, by alleviating some of like the high pressure schedule of it all I think you might be able to find a natural rhythm and thus alleviating some of the stress and then you can kind of find new habits and new processes that might help you work smarter not harder Mm. Mm. find your own rhythm don't be chained to the rhythm of others exactly but that takes some work and it really what I would suggest if you can like even on weekends, just give yourself a completely blank slate to just kind of recalibrate Mm. and then allow your schedule to formulate from there, from a natural place and not a stressful place. Amen, sister. Thanks. So Raquel from Houston just asked a very interesting question. Yes, thanks for the voice message, by the way. We love getting them. We loved it so much. 1-833-532-5266. AKA one eight three three five Falcon. And okay, here's the question. She asked, what do you do in the in the shway of it all when you get gifts from other people? She has a three part question. I'm gonna answer two of them. First, what do you do with gifts from other people that you're not like super stoked on that you don't wanna maybe feature in your home or they don't really have a place for it you're not really quite sure what to do with it and what Megan told me and what I've done which is super helpful because we do get quite a bit of gifts from various places is there's one drawer in my house that I have for all that stuff so and then I re-gift it if I don't want it like I don't think it's a bad way to re-gift it's like it's wasteful to just let it sit in your house absolutely so I have this drawer that's kind of near like where I leave when I leave the house and that's where I just put all the gifts and stuff that I have like I can only have so many face masks or whatever so I have like three in there that I know I'm not going to get to and then I just if I'm going to a birthday party or like have something I just grab it and like write a card and give it to someone and that way it's like turning over and I'm not drowning in stuff and then the second thing is about loose change and money and like same thing like just have a place for it like I have a big glass thing that I just put all my fucking change in and then that's where it goes yeah or like have fun with it get like a cute fun like piggy bank right old school and then like I got um like one of those like Jeff Koons like water or balloon like animal balloon ones yeah. and then it's like a fun little thing it's not on display but it's off to the side and I know that that's where the change goes you're so, so Christian it's a Jeff Koons <laughs> I know um, <laughs> but the point is for, for the answer just overall is that with the shui, what I really feel like I've learned, and it was really hard for me because I'm disorganized and I had too much shit, but now that I've really, really pared down, the thing that you just need to keep in mind is to just always have a place for everything. That's like the best way for me to compartmentalize and to understand how to be organized in my mind is that like, okay, if I'm going to have all these gifts, just have a drawer for it. And then it's just there. Right. And also, if it's not some, like she had mentioned, like a gift from a grandparent or something along those lines that might be sentimental, that maybe you don't feel comfortable re-gifting, you can always hang on to it for a little bit and then kind of see if it deserves being donated even or sold. Cash in, bitch. Right. <laughs> um, but I understand getting those things. But also, that's really a thing of like, are you appeasing other people in your space or are you making your space completely yours? And that could be part of a bigger question. Yeah. Great. Great point. So I hope we answered that. Thanks for that question. Thanks so much. Uh, How to meet friends in a new city. Yeah. A question we got via Instagram. Well, first and foremost, um, our lovely uh, friends over on the That's So Retrograde closed Facebook group 
are there's a lot of like, hey, I live in this city, let's do a meetup. Cute. So that you know, like minded cool people as we um know our audience to be it's kind of mind-blowing how cool you guys are it's like overwhelming it's the best (laughs) i'm like wait what i hear that constantly people like for instance like um carolyn at botanarchy our acupuncturist she's like every single person that's coming from listening to your show is so cool yeah i'm like yeah yes whatever yeah that's on you guys it has nothing to do with us um but friends in a new city this is challenging it's hard especially when you're at a certain age and you're like in your flow of life and it's kind of uh it's a bit of a hurdle to step outside of that but I think the best advice I have would be to do something that is like not in your normal nature because anytime you step out of that box something cool happens and I would it's funny because my advice was going to be the polar opposite but that's interesting my advice was going to be, like, find something that you go to every day. Like, go to get a coffee at the same place every day. Right. Or, like, go to the same workout class at the same time, like, every day or whatever. And, like, that's, I think, like, a gentle way to build community is just to have a certain structure that you have that you start to, like, see familiar faces that starts to, like, make you feel at home. And then you start to just, like, it's kind of like going to college all over yeah, again. I totally agree with that. I yeah. think that's a really smart way to go about it. But then I also no, feel totally like what you're saying when is you true do too. something that's, like, just like not in your general nature or feels like a little bit of a soul stretch yeah then like whether it's calling in new people or calling in at least like a fun experience like that will tend to follow suit also this is kind of a gross recommendation but i'm gonna say it if you like really need to meet people like go on a dating app because so many people that i know meet people that they don't want to date but that become their friends or like they i had a guy that i went on a date with on the on an app that was like I don't think we're a match, but like you're cool, you're cool, and like I want to be your friend, and like I want to like think of like who I could hook you up with. Yeah. That's my friend, and I'm like I want to think of who I can hook you up with. That's my friend, and it's like if you take your ego out of it, and you're just like being honest. That's I think really lovely. Also, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you could reach out to people who are like existing in your friend circle and see if they know anybody who's in your new city. Right. True. And then do like an intro via a friend. Via. You know? I love that. Yeah. Here we are, just giving Rex for being adults. Roses and thorns. So I do have um, a quick rose. I have a rose in and a thorn. In honor of today's conversation with Hillary Kerr and mentioning of our interns. Okay. We're looking for fall interns. Ooh. LA based. Top priority. Where are you guys at? And um, some remote people as well. So it's for school credit only. If you want to email us, that's so retrograde at gmail.com. Put, give us your resume and a little bit about yourself. No attachments. We're not trying to no open up No attachments in the files. email or no attachments to us. To us. No. <laughs> um, no attachments in the email, please. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. That's so exciting. I have two roses and a thorn. Go for it. First rose. <laughs> on the way over, I just thought this was like... <laughs> so funny like fucking lifting and ubering is like increasingly i mean i'll never not have like feelings about this and like the i've been doing uber lift pool because it's like it's insanely cheap great way to meet people yeah there you go <laughs> i do i did make some friends yesterday actually but um it's <laughs> they got in the car this morning and it was me and two other girls and a man driver and he at full volume was listening to the audiobook autobiography of Gucci Mane. Oh, nice. I heard Wendy Williams talk about that. As 
read by Gucci Mane. I just think that's the funniest. Like, he was saying some crazy shit. Do like, I need to get that on Audible ASAP? I don't know. The whole part that he was, like, talking about when I was in the car was all about his, like, addiction to lean and, like, <laughs> fucking blacking out in a Waffle House. I'm here for it. And, like, healing himself off lean and his addiction and all this shit. And I'm just like, this is so presumptuous to listen to this, like, publicly. I mean, in, like, a great way, but just, like, I don't want to listen to it. I don't care but I'm just like wow we're just all listening to Gucci Mane's autobiography now we're bonded for life does he need to come on the show it was wild also it was like a weird like a dystopian American dream where this man is like playing this thing in front of these women that he does it was just like I feel like a prisoner a little bit it was very odd love it so that's my rose my other rose is um guys I'm on an Instagram cleanse love it come for me I fucking love an Instagram cleanse here's why Two things. Number one, I have a fucking sick addiction and it's a problem and I do not like it. First step is admitting it. I was catching myself like in all of my like would be quiet, thoughtful moments. Just like refresh, refresh, refresh. Like take a shower, get out, pick up my phone, look at Instagram, like be in the kitchen, pick, go get my phone, look at it. Like I was like, I'm a slave to Instagram. Like what is happening? And it was grossing me out. And then I also realized that it was like partially because of like this boy that I liked that was like following me and like watching me and then I like didn't want him to watch me and then but he would like still do it and it was just like becoming this weird like technological mind fuck mm. where I'm like you're watching my stories but you're not like reaching out to me and like I just I was engaging with a narrative that was not healthy or productive and I have to say just two days off I'm like who what and now I'm noticing everyone like around me on their Instagram a lot. Yeah, it's really gross in public, and people you see them on Instagram is like, "What is happening?" I was sitting next to a family at breakfast this morning, and three of them were all sitting together, refreshing their Instagram. I'm like, "What am I watching? This is so fucked up." So I'm just gonna go off of it to like reset my my addiction, but also in this last week of Mercury and Mars retrogrades, I'm gonna just like go off technology and really absorb the mercurial lessons that I've learned over this last month and just like take it slow, really like see where I'm at. This was advised to me from Mikey Dimitrovich and I'm just like really, really fucking feeling it. Plus, Mercury's not done with me because on the last day I was so fucking happy. I was like literally whistling and watering my plants and then I fell down my fucking stairs and like twisted my ankle. So feeling that shadow bitch has a lesson to learn and she's gonna just shut it down so smart <laughs> get quiet i'm in huge support and of listen that. to the astros yeah but the Anybody foot else? but the foot uh, was kind of a weird blessing yeah like on monday i really needed to just lay down mm-hmm. and i had no fucking choice so there's that i'm elizabeth cott I'm Stephanie Zimbari. And perhaps, maybe, if you feel like it... You might be so inclined... To head over to iTunes. To just scoot your way over there. Leave a rating and maybe a review. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd appreciate that. We love you. Namaste listening. Bye. Today's episode of That's So Retrograde was brought to you in part by Four Sigmatic. We love you guys. Head over to foursigmatic.com slash TSR. Use promo code TSR for 15% off your order. Wow. We're into it. Yes, that's a retrograde.